Hey, Emily. Hey, Henry. Are we still on to record Hunter Hunter next week? Oh, oh heck yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you're having me back. Yeah, I can't wait to be a first time uh, uh, speaker. I'm excited. Absolutely. We got like a new first time. We got our first returning guest. It's going to be so exciting. Um, Now, that said, Hal hasn't seen Hunter Hunter. What? Are you kidding me? How has he not seen? It's a classic. What is he doing with his life? I know, I know, I know, I know. Now, traditionally, it, we, we respect each other enough to watch the shows that we're talking about. But, um, yeah, but it's Hunter Hunter. has been... Disrespectful. Hal's been really reluctant. And so that said, I kind of have a loose plan. Can you hear me out? Yeah. I mean, I'm open to anything. Okay, cool. So, um, Emily, I know you recently got that cool unmarked fan, right? Yeah, it's awesome. I just painted it white. Awesome. And, um, Henry, you've been assembling that that arsenal of weaponry, uh, weaponry, right? I mean, are y'all not? It's like, You're right. It's 20, 2020. You gotta have your arsenal. Yeah. You're right. Times are changing. They're getting a little <laughs> dark. But so, that said, like, this is my, my best buddy. This is my co-host. This is, you know... I, I don't want to do this if we don't have to. So I'm going to give him one last chance. And then if things go dark, I have an underground bunker that we're going to take him to. Sounds like a plan. Have I seen this bunker? This is the first I've heard of a bunker. I know. I'm going to new... I'm have to bring you all a, a bunker warming present. Love me <laughs> yes, a good bunker. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go check. Um, you, 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 guys, you guys stay around the block. I hope this works. Last week on Brotacus. <laughs> Okay, man, so uh, we're, we're doing Hunter Hunter next week, right? Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, we said last episode it was that or Pokemon, and we got Pokemon in the pipeline, but can we do Hunter Hunter next week? Um, it was an option. Yeah, yeah I, I honestly really don't want to do Hunter Hunter. I'd really rather not do that. Um, okay. Anything I could say, say that could change your mind? Uh, no. Thanks for asking, though. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh... <clears throat> All right, get him! Get him! We're gonna force him! Hey, guys, okay, guys what? Come on. Hey, hey, get off! Hey. <clears throat> ah, so join us next week as we take Hal to a underground bunker where we are going to make him watch Hunter Hunter, and we're gonna make him love it. And we're gonna make you love it, too, so join us at Brotakus next week. Hal, I'm not doing this because I hate you. I'm doing this because I love you. See you next week, guys. Shut, sir. Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody. I'm Pax. Pax? What, what's happening? What are you even... Where are we? Hal, we're recording an episode. Say your intro line. I'm Pax. Are you fucking crazy? You kidnapped me. What? Say the oh. goddamn line. I'm Pax.
And I'm hell. And this is Brotakus, the show where two guys who love anime do a deep dive on what is and isn't worth watching. We believe that you don't have to get a major in anime studies to enjoy this wild, <laughs> beautiful, strange art form, and we are so lucky to have you on this journey with us. Thank you, everybody who's been showing your support, everyone who's been listening in. We love hearing from you, the comments we're getting on on Twitter, email, facebuke. We, we really appreciate it. Um, and if you want the Brotakus to review your favorite manga and anime, leave us a comment and we'll check it out. You, you doing okay? Pax, I, I, is this about Hunter X Hunter? Yeah, it's you about Hunter. No, it, boy. It's yeah. pronounced Hunter Hunter, bitch. Okay, okay, okay. Um, it is pronounced Hunter Hunter. But so, buddy, I love you. But we've been talking about doing Hunter Hunter forever, and I've given you weeks and weeks to watch it, and you just won't. And so. Uh, we're not going to make you watch it. We're going to make you want to watch it. And we're going to make all our listeners want to watch it, too. Sounds good, buddy? Uh, yeah, but can you at least untie me from this chair? No, no. <laughs> sounds good, buddy. It sounds oh, good, buddy. No. All right. So I need to introduce our amazing guests uh, here with us this episode. So a first-time guest to Brotaku is the amazing actress Emily Bassett, an absolute powerhouse on uh, stage and screen, somebody who I have seen perform Shakespeare like nobody's business. Uh, you can find Emily at E-M, so M underscore Bassador, so B-A-S-S-A-D-O-R on Twitter, uh, or the same thing, M underscore Bassador on uh, Instagram, but with a zero instead of a no. Emily, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm so excited. This has literally quickly become one of my favorite podcasts, and I cannot wait to talk about this show. I'm so, so, so. Emily, we went to school together. Why would you do this? I left for two years. Didn't you notice? (laughs) You didn't even notice that she left, man. Where's the love? Damn. Speaking of people we love, Mr. Henry Rosenberg is a New York-based actor. He has some of the spiciest takes and tweets. You can find him at Shankity Stick and Letterboxd, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Again, that's at Shankity Stick. Uh, Henry is so freaking amazing, so freaking smart. And Henry, you are our first uh, two-time guest on Bro Takus. You joined us for JoJo's Part 1. So how's it feel to be back, Mr. Rosenberg? Absolutely phenomenal. Thrilled to be here, Pax. Thank you for having me. Wait, Absolutely. Wait, People wait, love wait, to- wait. Henry, what, we, we, you were a guest before. Why are you doing this now? What did I do to you? You didn't watch Hunter Hunter. I, I feel like we've been very clear about why we're doing this. I, I think so, too. The motivation. I haven't we've- watched a very good show, and now I'm going to make you bleed. Like, it's, it's a very, very good show. And you know what? Torture's a part of the show, and now it's a part of your life, too. Absolutely. So so your role on this, Hal, we love having you here because, you know, you're half of the show. But just let us know um, uh, if you have any questions as we go on, because, again, this show's so amazing and we're so happy we get to give this gift to you, buddy. OK. All right. Fine. 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 I'll listen to Hummer Hummer. But. But Excuse can you at least. Unta- me. Can- you want to try that one more time for me? You'll listen, listen to Hummer Hummer. Uh, I'll listen you'll to, listen to uh, my Hummer's exhaust. I'll listen. My type of hose to your mouth is what you'll listen to. <laughs> oh man, bring these big, beautiful midsummer vibes here on Brotakus. Hell, hell, stop crying. Hell, stop crying. I don't want to turn down the gain. Stop. So anyway, speaking of Midsummer, it was Midsummer when I started watching Hunter Hunter, and I quickly discovered that it has a very storied history. And luckily, our amazing guest, Emily Bassett, has done a kind of uh, deep dive into the history of it. So Emily, you want to give us some of that great information about the uh, history of Hunter Hunter? Oh, I would absolutely love to. So Hunter Hunter 
is a uh, originally a manga, then turned anime, then turned anime again, which is serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump. Uh, it was first published in uh, March 1998, so a little bit after the beginning of One Piece and a little bit before the beginning of Naruto. So we're talking about like that classic era of shonen peak manga. Shonen. Just pe- truly peak mm-hmm. shonen jump. Uh, Yoshihiro uh, Togashi is the author, our beloved author of this incredible show that Hal has not watched. And this is actually his second extremely popular work. The first yes. one being Yu Yu Hakusho, which is his first, which is more inspired by his like love of horror and stuff like that, whereas Hunter Hunter is more inspired by his love of collecting and adventure. Uh, and fun fact, he is actually married to Naoko Takeuchi, who is the creator of Sailor Moon. Another seminal uh, 1990s manga and anime. So uh, the world's power true couple. manga yeah. power couple. That is so cool. Um, I just got to say, have, um, like Henry, have you seen New Yu Hakusho? Bits and pieces. I, I watched a lot of the abridged series on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. I know, Hal, you like uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged, right? Uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. So anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the series is um, known for some kind of, uh, I guess we would say as as theater people ourselves, as people who have worked in entertainment, we are kind of familiar with like what being a workaholic can do to you. But can you kind of give us a sense of um, of Yoshihiro's kind of spotted and their sordid history with uh, his work? Right. So he is a perfectionist. He does everything on paper. He does almost all of it himself. His his assistants have gone on record saying he is unusually generous towards his assistants because he just wants to do everything himself. Um, and because of, of him being the main power behind his workforce and uh, also he deals with um, chronic back pain. And so that has been the source of a lot of the hiatuses that Hunter Hunter has gone on since 2006. Some were, were due to undisclosed reasons, but a, a, multiple of them, a decent amount, have been because of these uh, uh, these back issues. And I'm sure that the fact that he is such I a perfectionist plays into it. It's not just it. that like occasionally his back hurts. It's like it's chronic. I, I saw a um, interview where he said, "When you start at a 10 out of 10 for pain, you can't really do anything at all. Yeah. It yeah. shuts the man down. Yeah, it's, and when you're the main artistic, creative, and technical guide of a story. If you can't do anything, the story has to stop. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like Yu Yu Hakusho was one of my favorite series ever when I was young. It follows um, a young guy named Yusuke uh, uh, Kurameshi, I believe. Yeah, Kurameshi. Oh man, is that your Kurabara? <laughs> it's the closest I've got, brother. Yeah, I, I really miss when like anime protagonists were allowed to sound like Cookie Monster. Before we had like an idea of like how everybody kind of needs to add like these, you know, these strained vowels and like really highly done comments consonants to everything do you know do you know what i mean about yes. like how america's like settled on like what anime voice acting needs to be like it's mm-hmm. definitely peak stuff but like talking about um how the the mangaka um 
how his work ethic kind of changed. The big note that he published at the end of like Yu Yu Hakusho is like really well known by fans because it's titled um, on finishing the serialization of Yu Yu Hakusho parentheses looking back on failure. And he talks about how um, at a certain point uh, he had completely felt like the emotional attachment to the work leave him failure overwhelming him uh, his 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 body uh, failing him um, is his thoughts relating to just the art form disintegrating. And uh, I I think that one day we'll have to do a deep dive and we might actually have someone who works in the industry like on the show about what the work culture is like for some of these people but we're mm. talking about like 100 hour weeks yeah. you know like i i just i can't even imagine what it's like following these um the, the work culture here anyway um we'll kind of get to how that affects hunter hunter later but um when when was the last time that this published what what was the hiatus situation like did we talk about that uh no so um the last time volumes completed volumes were uh released was in like october 2018 in japan and Mm -hmm. august 2019 in the u.s uh the current hiatus of the weekly publishing quickly followed the um publishing of the most recent volume ending uh in november 2018 we have yet to see an update since then he's actually passed a very special milestone it is currently his longest hiatus ever oof Ooh, yeah. yeah. What's it like? Two years now at this point? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 It's um, a couple months from now. It'll be two years. <clears throat> um, guys, can I can I have a glass of water? Oh, oh, the little baby wants water. Oh, I'll get you some water, little baby. One second. Hold on, little baby. Here sure. it comes. Sure. I feel like I'm, it's a pretty simple request. Oh, here comes the water. Yeah. Oh, it's going to taste so good. I hope nice so. Nice full glass for the baby. I don't know what the baby bit is. What are you doing? <laughs> There's your water. Hey, uh, Emily, does does Henry seem to be taking this a little intensely to you? Yeah, it's it's I think he's enjoying it a bit too much and I'm a little concerned, but no, you know what? It's all in the name uh, of a really really good anime pack. I think he's doing great. Keep up the good work, Henry. Hey, you do what you love and you never work a day in your life, everybody. Absolutely. Talking about Hunter Hunter is what I love. So, um there are a few different um incarnations of this and it's it's definitely a an interesting thing where like different generations of people have kind of discovered Hunter Hunter at different times because of the huge hiatus where like literally it will almost be like um, uh, it's it's like when Berserk goes uh, back um, on after being on a hiatus for two years where fans will be like oh they'll have this huge rollout of just like the next goddamn chapter of Hunter Hunter and in a way it builds hype I mean like it's legendary I think not in spite of the um, hiatuses but kind of because of them too it's part mm-hmm. of the whole like meme and legend around it but so um, I've never seen the original the original Hunter Hunter series the original one I haven't seen it Pax yeah we know we oh. know we know um, so don't remind the- me <laughs> the, the the different um the, the the first one it looks kind of ratchet um i see some of the notes we have here emily can you kind of speak on the popularity of this was it well received it, it was well loved and well watched uh when it came out and and um it actually uh utilized a mixture of 2d and cg animation mm. in order to try and get like the fluidity of the fight styles and that re- had mixed reception um, gotcha. Some people were like, "Oh wow, Probably this ahead is of his time. this is so cool," and like it looks way way smoother. Whereas some people are think that like it didn't quite translate. It made it look even older than it actually was, and it definitely doesn't hold up animation wise now. So that, that's that's mixed reviews. Uh, okay, and I've heard that the English dub is absolutely terrible. 
Oh man. Well, so like we'll get into this later. I I watched the whole series in English. Um, the the new the new one. I, I didn't do some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like a real dub dub slut. Um, uh, <laughs> but um, how I first heard about that series was actually Henry telling me about the the, the remake of the the second um series of Hunter Hunter like really? years ago until I finally like did it. So so Henry, tell us about the 2011 series. Well, uh, the 2011 series was produced by Madhouse, which is one of the top-notch animation studios in Japan. Um, One of the big differences between the first and second anime is that the first one was being produced alongside Mm. the uh, manga, so it didn't have quite as much story material to draw from. Big FMA vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's almost exactly Mm. like Full Metal Alchemist. Okay, explain explain what that means for people who haven't seen FMA. Okay, so would you like to... We can split it. Um, so the the first Full Metal Alchemist ran concurrently with the uh, manga, and so there came a point where they reached the manga, and instead of pulling a Naruto and doing literally like three seasons of filler, <laughs> filler. that I have refused to watch, um, they decided the they went up to the mangaka, who is a saint. I absolutely adore her. As if I know her personally. <laughs> she is the ghost, though. She did make yeah. the best manga in my opinion. Same. You think Naruto's glad- the best manga? No. <laughs> Shut your whole mouth. I mean Full Metal Alchemist. You dingus. And so anyway, uh, Naruto was full Metal Alchemist. Naruto was anyone other than a man, Pax. He's so offended the idea of being called a normie. He's like, whoa. <laughs> anyway, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, the anime, uh, after they caught up to um, the manga, after like 10 episodes created their own individual story and wrapped and it up in their own way. It's interesting to watch, but it's it's not the same as the manga. It's it's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. I, well, I watched it when I was really young. It was one of those things where it'd be like 4am and I'd like sneak to watch Adult Swim or some shit. Like, like <laughs> when I was really very young. strong defenders. People really like the original series, but then yeah. I believe in like 2008 I, was it? I have to Google this because I think it might have been Madhouse again remaking a series it might it might be it might be because we, we the, the, okay last thing i'll say with full metal alchemist is like the 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 brotherhood remake of it because why we're saying this is it's a show bones. where there was an an original thing that ah, run out of that so it was made by studio bones it was an original thing that ran out of source material made its own stuff second thing that was the full like masterful reconception of it although as we'll say with hunter hunter it's actually not done yet but so we'll get to that when we do but um the ending of the 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 first Full Metal Alchemist series, they decided that, like, they opened a portal in, like, space-time, and the main characters arrived in literal Earth in, like, um, in industrial, like, London. Like, it's, is no, how no, that no, ended. No, it was in Germany. It's a weird show. It was, it was Germany? In, it was in post-World War One oh. Germany. Um, and so, years later, after the artist had finished the manga, Studio Bones, actually, went back and remade Full Metal Alchemist as Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which followed the manga almost to a T and is... Here's a controversial opinion. Nobody says that Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is their favorite anime because it's, like, not playing fair. It, that's, like, grading on the curve. It's mm. everybody's favorite, just and everybody else knows it and assumes that. I right. fully agreed. I think and that it's in, like, top five, probably top three anime of all time. You can't necessarily rate them against each other because they're, like, different genres and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's literally one of the best main anime of all time. I know, and right? the reason like, we bring like, it up... Whoa, 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 like, how, how do you feel about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Yeah. So, so... 
Should I speak honestly or should yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. How do you feel? Is it one hey, of your we favorites? We only want your honest opinion. I'll speak oh, friends. Space. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll say it as soon as Emily puts down the bat. What are you talking about? You this is with my bat. It's okay. Excuse put down me, the bat. Put down the bat. Okay, the, 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 it's much more effective. Oh, the bats, perfect. The bat's down, buddy. How do you feel about Brotherhood? I I I haven't seen it. Get the bat! Get the bat! Go! Go! Get the bat! So anyway, the reason why we bring up Full Metal Alchemist in this Hunter x Hunter series is because a very similar thing happened. The first anime had to end because there wasn't enough story material. They got to the end of like the second major arc and then just stopped producing the show. And so several, uh, a full decade later, the second anime started being produced by Studio Madhouse to tell the full story up until that point. Right. Uh, as Pac says, we'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> but this new series is uh, being created with the height of technology of the era, looks great, feels great, sounds great, is wonderful, and everyone mm. should watch it. Yeah, and, and, and talking about like opinions, I, I hear just as often as Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood's my favorite is Hunter Hunter's my favorite. Okay, you know what, guys? Screw all of you. For all your violence, for all of your threats, you've done nothing but give me absolutely no good reason to watch Hunter Hunter. I don't know even what it's about. So why don't you just sit there and tell me a little bit about what the show's actually about? Oh, I'll tell you what it's about. I'll just get in the... You're breaking Henry, the joke. Henry, oh, 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 okay, okay, hold on <sighs> Later, later, man, later. I, I'll save it. I'll save it. But I think, it's coming. I think... As much as I hate to say this, I think he's right. We need he's to, right. We need to give him some actual reasons. We got to think to ourselves, what would Gone do? And I know what Gone would do right here is he'd try to make friends. And so because of that, we are going to do a deep dive into the 2011 series of Hunter Mother Flippin' Hunter! Fuck this shit, man. Okay, everybody, we are back bringing that big, beautiful, bodacious, badonkadonk energy here with Hunter Hunter. Some normies call it Hunter x Hunter, but the real ones, the true ones, the riders, we know that it's Hunter Hunter. So we're just going to kind of talk about the series, why you should watch it, why it is so good and amazing and we like it so much. And so um, the the main characters, I'm going to try to give like the brief breakdown according to my like best thoughts. And my mind is bad and my brain's made of oatmeal <laughs> and goat milk. And so like what flavor um, though? If I'm uh, strawberry goat milk <laughs> and goat milk flavored oatmeal, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> good old goat meal. <laughs> All right, so um, Hunter Hunter follows the story of a young man named Gone Freaks. Is it called Freaks? Yes, Freaks? it's Freaks. Yeah, of Gone Freaks. Um, and not spelled like how you think. <laughs> not spelled like how you think. It's spelled all Germany. Uh, oh wow! Like Germany is like. Would you say Germany? Germanish. language? Henry, a new dimension. <laughs> you see how much fun we're having, Hal? Wouldn't you like to be having fun too? Just go on. 
Okay, so anyway, um, it follows Gone Freaks, and so Hunter Hunter is a world where um, there are you there, there's no one who's born with superpowers really, and Hunter Hunter, um, it, it follows uh, a world where there are fantastic sort of magical beasts and all sorts of creepy creatures, but the story isn't really centered around them. It's centered around the people who like hunt them, and then eventually like really just the the hunters uh, versus each other, and so hunters are professional people in this world who through some uh, machinations get their own like um uh life essence imbued um type of superpower basically or, or great fighting skill yeah who um, take down these things <clears throat> do things for the hunters association and there's all different levels you could be a one star two star three yeah, star you hunter have to, like, pass a test for it most people pass the test all before they get the powers and regulations and infrastructure and all sorts of things and if yes. you're a hunter and- you can make so much money yeah how so let me get this straight yeah. There's a hunter association, which is like the hero association in One Punch Man. Gonna they also have to mad. take a test and also to pass the hero, the uh, hunter association's test, which is the tuning exam. And then, <laughs> what was the other part? <laughs> Let me continue because I know there's another. Uh, okay. And then they make a bunch of friends with other kids along the way. Um, Name to- any anime, particularly <laughs> shonen. But here's the thing this came And they before- have superpowers like My Hero Academia, which are quirks. <laughs> this came before all of them. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> also, and this is going to be my major thesis about why the show is so good. Hunter Hunter doesn't really have any like groundbreakingly new ideas, but it's so refined and honed and focused yeah. and puts just the slightest twist on it so that mm. all these repetitive tropes feel new and fresh. For instance, the uh, Hunter exam ends with a tournament arc, but it's a reverse arc. The winner yeah. already passes his test, and it's whoever loses at the end. Whoever loses the most is the one who doesn't pass the test. See? It's interesting and unique. It is interesting, and it is unique. And, uh, Hal, good point about it being derivative of all the shows that came after it. <laughs> yeah, I like that as well. Um, uh, but so... Anyway, um, the the show I would say to kind of because it's it's hard because the show is so expansive, um, mm. and it might not have as many chapters as you'd think considering how long running it is, but it is expansive, and it kind of centers on uh, the relationship between Gone and Kilua. Oh, so, my son. Um, h- how about this, uh, Henry? Who is Gone? And then Emily, you want to take Kilua? Sure, love to. All right, cool. Who Gone? Who he be? <laughs> Gone Freaks is an incredibly simple child. He grew up on whale. Well, that that also, but he's um, simple as in not very complicated. His brain made a goat meal. His brain is made of goat meal. But mostly, he so he grew up on this island called Whale Island, and he was the only child on the entire island. So Mm. really, all he wants to do, besides following his father's footsteps and become the greatest hunter of all time, is make friends and on his first outing away from the island to take the hunter exam, he meets a little gray-haired boy named Kilua. My son! Um, the sweetest man. This The sweetest, most sad boy. Um, so Kilua uh, is the only other 12-year-old in like the entire series, except like you meet like one later, but the only one on Gon's level. So like Gon is- That guy sucks. He's the lamest. <laughs> Who's the other guy? Uh, it's like sh- sh- the little Shuzi, karate boy. Shuzi, 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 I, the uh, heavens, Rock Lee? the karate boy. It's Rock Lee. 
Yeah, if Lockley wasn't good at anything, then yes. <laughs> oh, yo, you're right. Like, I think he's he might be even younger than that. Is he their age? I, he's a I, I think boy. he's around. He's around their age. I don't know if he's oh, the same you're age. Oh, right. Or Eventually, they just meet some kid who's wearing like the the um karate like uh and goes robe. all the time. Someone's gonna hate me for, for describing it as a karate robe. I know that there's like a real I term hate, for it. I think it's called a gi. I hate okay. that Henry and I are the ones that knew that were such weeps. <laughs> um, did you so, know that? So anyway, Kyle? they. They meet little karate boy. <laughs> they meet little karate boy who is trying his hardest, and he's definitely training way harder than I. Yes, he's yes, so that's, far behind. that's like, the thing is so, that like Gordon like, and Kilowa are monsters. So, so going back to Kilowa real quick, he was raised in a family of assassins, and mm. so like even without these like superpowers, which we'll get into later, um, he already can like kill most people and is the scariest boy alive. I think that the series is truly the world's friendliest boy and the world's scariest boy. Go on adventures. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. So Kilo- and then they become literal best friends. The yes. major um, lens through which the show is portrayed is by following these two guys as they become best friends and kind of bumble their way into situations that are well above their pay grade. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, you have Gone, who's like, um, if the if the like uh, little um, uh, troubled child in your 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 school who's who's just like a little slow could also like bench press boulders. Yep. And then Kilowa, who's like if anything. a twelve year old who went to your school is a KGB agent <laughs> and comes from a family of like assassins, <laughs> and they come together into this beautiful thing. They they meet some some other uh, homies throughout the exam to become a hunter throughout the tune in exam, and uh, <laughs> the the friendship definitely is a great theme. All right. Fine. So the tuning exams came afterwards, and the Hero Association, and uh, 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 those all came after Hunter Hunter. Fine. But then, what even makes Hunter Hunter different from any other anime before it? So very quickly um, after the Hunter exam, the Hunter exam is definitely the most derivative, or most cliched part of the plot, Mm. but they very quickly start finding themselves in situations where the stakes are so much higher than what these two little kids can even follow. And by the time they get to what I think is the best arc of the entire series, they're not even the main characters. They're just like... To see how universal this is, I'm going to count down on three and we're all going to say what we think the name of the best arc in the series is. Okay. Okay. Three, two... One Chimera Chimera saga. <laughs> the Chimera Ants arc. What did you say, Al? The Frieza saga. <laughs> the Frieza saga. <laughs> oh, oh, sweetheart. Sweet oh, baby. Oh, baby. If only you, sweet summer child. If only you knew. Um. So, uh, describe what some of these differences are. Uh, M, M, let let's give this to you. Any anything that like you think is like, wow, this is like nothing else. So there is there's actually one um instance that really defined for me like what I think one of the major things is. So there's, um, I'm going to make a quick reference to Naruto in that um, a lot of people accuse it of being, of having what they call talk no jutsu, which is where Naruto can solve everything because he's going to become friends with the people and then the fight is over. Um, And so this has a small element of that, but it doesn't do the thing that Naruto does, which is, I know you killed thousands of people, Sasuke, but Naruto forgives you and so now you're fine. Like, it it holds its, it humanizes its villains, but also holds them accountable. I remember in the, um, the Phantom, Phantom Troop. Troop arc, 
there um uh, a character dies who is who who is one of the villains and um Gon and Kilwa meet the villains and one of them is shown like actively mourning and like we had a camaraderie and yeah. blah 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 and and in most anime this would be a oh my god they're people too moment but what happens is Gon gets pissed off yeah and and yeah. almost like about to punch this person because he said you just showed me that you can feel empathy. You just showed me that you can feel camaraderie and friendship. Where the fuck was that for every innocent person you killed? And I just went, ah, yes! Because <laughs> that is and like the way the way Hunter Hunter treats the Phantom Troop, which is like a collection of thieves and criminals, as opposed to the way Naruto treats the Akatsuki group. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody in Akatsuki would ever hang out with anybody else in yeah. Akatsuki because <laughs> yeah. they're all like terrible, awful people and they don't <laughs> like each other. But the members of the Phantom Troop like get beers together. They hang out. They're yeah. actual friends and you could like feel the group dynamic. And so when inevitably one of the members of the Phantom Troop fights one of our heroes and loses and dies, like Emily mentioned, Everybody else in the Phantom Troop feels that loss and has a real human emotional reaction to it. Nobody is just a mustache twirling villain. Mm-hmm. They're all people and they want things. But- Often money, but still, that's a more than world domination. Yeah, and it humanizes concrete- them, but it doesn't. Exactly. Excuse it, which is my favorite part of it, is that you can have both. And that's... Okay, speaking... Oh, yeah. That's not something that's there often, so yeah. Yeah, so speaking of, like, the way the tropes get flipped here, I was just in the hot take mines, and I just found a real nugget there, and so... Mm Let me drop it on you. Hunter, a uh, Hunter Hunter is to Shonen anime what Mike Tyson Mystery Adventures is to American animation. <laughs> and what I mean by that is Mike Tyson Mystery Adventures is it's a, a show. Let me explain what you said. So Mike Tyson Mystery Adventures follows. It's literally the actor Mike Tyson who plays himself uh, with a, a group of like the um, the ghost of the Marcus uh, de Queensberry, the guy who invented boxing, his like 18 year old uh, adopted Chinese daughter. And and um, a pigeon played by Norm Macdonald in a Scooby-Doo style thing where he's like the lead of the mystery gang. And so that show instills in me as someone who's like a writer and knows plot structure, a full like ridiculous subversion. Because what will happen is like Mike Tyson, the first episode, they're um, trying to uh, uh, help the uh, the, the uh, Cormac McCarthy, who turns out to be a centaur, write his new novel. And constantly the plot is taking these left turns things that like have nothing established with it at one point halfway through the episode mike tyson just quits a mystery and goes like yeah you know what this all of this is like this is way too overwhelming for me i'm going home i'm good i'm gonna go watch tv and the rest of the episode is him doing that and so why i say this is that every goddamn time i think i know where hunter hunter is going because anime has trained me to expect little of it hunter hunter goes in a different direction that is actually justified by the plot Mm -hmm. I think that why this show ruins other anime for people is because it points out all of the hypocrisies of plot structure, all of the the kind of like not nonsense constraints that gets put on and they make you question, why is this this way? There is a big arc in the show where the end of it is not the villain dying in face-to-face combat, but mm-hmm. a slow death because of a chemical infection and... It, and anywhere else, it would be anticlimactic. Not in Hunter Hunter. Um, the the end of the uh, exam arc, um, or, or where where there's the Hunter exam, um, mm-hmm. it's made clear to you if you kill someone in this, you're not gonna be allowed to be a hunter. Mm-hmm. Somebody kills somebody in it, and 
isn't allowed to be a hunter and can just come back the next year and yeah. take the exam. But There's also, like, all the situation under the reasons why he, he killed the person, like, it, it it's so there's so many layers to it and then you think yeah. you know where that is and then in the chimera ant arc all of a sudden you're like wait there was another level yes similarly all the goals um in one piece monkey d luffy king of the pirates wants to go get the fucking one piece the, the big treasure in this gone wants to find his dad that's his impetus and his dad by the way big name hunter who turns out everybody hates he's like the worst <laughs> dude the and everybody he's a deadbeat dad and everybody hates him yeah and so he wants to find his dad but it, it's not like his main thing that he is obsessively monologuing about because when he does find his dad it's not like this big amazing culminated thing it's that like oh they happen to be in the same city at some place and and he catches his dad like getting cursed out by every other hunter because they hate him because he's a dick. And they point yeah. out like, dude, you abandoned your son. We fucking hate you. You're a douchebag. And the fact that you abandoned your son to go be a hunter is reflected in all of our conversations with you because you're just bad to everybody that you meet. And, and like, it, one of my favorite parks about the um, parts about the York New arc, which, yeah. by the way, all the cities in <laughs> Hunter Hunter have silly ass names. <laughs> like they go to a place called York New City. It's not New York. Anyway, it's one of my York favorite New. things. My favorite things about that arc is that there's this like crazy mafia plot line and there's these villainous mm. thieves trying to attack a underground auction. And why is Gon and Kilua involved? They want to buy a really rare video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they really they not even yeah. Main into these arc. things. And so, like, yeah, the second arc of it, too, it's barely focused on them. They're like side characters in their own arc. It's focused on their friend Kilua. You know what I mean? And it's focused on the Phantom Troop. Kurapika. Or, sorry, sorry. And, and his friend Kurapika. And then the, the, um, the, end of that arc into the third arc one pl uh, character who it's like his whole driving motivation to like eliminate x people i i don't want to give like the craziest spoilers at some point realizes like oh um i need to give up on this because i was wrong and i'm gonna live with the consequences uh -huh. and the craziest thing that happens to the main character one of the main characters gone at the end is something we just can't spoil but needless to say it's something that will make your like brain melt out of your ears if you're familiar with the tropes of shonen mm -hmm. the it idea will absolutely break your heart yeah absolutely yeah and they commit to it it's not like this yes! terrible thing happens and then dun -na -na -na, i got the secret thing and now i'm back in action it's like it's like there are real consequences to it and, and it takes every time effort. something really terrible happens it leaves a scar mm -hmm. yeah and so the things doesn't that... this sound like a great show hell <laughs> yeah right you know what actually maybe maybe how about i've got one more element to introduce that i think will convince you mm. it's power systems baby hey. yeah yeah our first episode how power systems we love those right yeah i do really like a good power system this has one of the best power systems it's my it's favorite called nen dun, dun, dun. did we it's talk about nen in our powered up episode packs we, I don't think that we did, don't think and so. there's a reason for that because it doesn't fit archetypes very well because it's whoosh, oh, so many of the archetypes melted together, and I think that the 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 key to what makes Nen amazing um, is that it is so um, 
it is it, it i i would describe there's a difference between like um depth when you have like uh, extreme width and depth something can get convoluted so like it's like oh my god there's all of this volume of stuff to to, to come forward so like naruto is a really difficult show to understand power systems wise because they uh-huh. have like the main trio there but the permutations of them basically make it so like and now i'm doing my moon mind control jutsu and <laughs> now i'm a million people <laughs> yeah and it's like anything can be anything but this is something where it goes so deep on the relatively simple structure and it's my favorite in anime. It's the best. Um, so, uh, Henry, you want you want to you want to take like the initial intro to Nen here? I would love to. So, at its very beginning, Nen is basically just like aura. You can release it. You can control it. You can contain it. You can use it to power up your eyes and your physical abilities. But when you get into the higher level, Nen takes on one of six different flavors or styles. The first is Enhancement, which enhances your physical strength. You can do it to do real good punchies and stuff. That's what Gon uses. Uh, it just makes you a real big, beefy boy. No, oh, I like, then I like punchies. Is, yeah, yeah. Oh, like How's Enhancer? There's some real good punchies, dude. Oh. Uh, the second is Emission, which lets you send your Nen away from your body. People use that to fill, like, one character puts their nen into their music that they make with a flute mm-hmm. in order to affect the people around them. Mm-hmm. That's a mission. There's a character named Razor who turns his nen into a super-powered dodgeball that can so blow cool. up battleships. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, boy. Also, mission. Uh, the next one is a little bit harder to explain. It's called transmutation. You're able to give your nen different attributes And the way that that manifests, it can become sticky, stretchy, it can turn into lightning, it can have, it can be, like, magnetic. It gives your Nen the, um, the qualities of different things. It's a little bit more like the types of uh, Chakra and Naruto, of how they're, like, all element-based and you can change them into different things. That's more in transmutation. But it doesn't Mm. necessarily turn your Nen into the element, it gives your Nen the uh, qualities and the attributes of that. Yeah, yeah. Next is manipulation, which is basically just mind control. There's a, a character with a, a magical cell phone well, that he uses mm-hmm. to control people's minds. It's not just mind control. You can control things as well, um, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. uh, why uh, we're going to talk about another one next. But um, Kurapika is in a difference thing, but he convinces people he is a manipulator in order to hide some stuff. Um, also, that shitty yeah. kid is also a manipulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, poor karate boy. He yeah. ain't no good at nothing. <laughs> no, he is not. No, he is not. Um, Conjuration, I think, is my favorite with um, the kite. That's the next one. And so oh. that is you create a weapon out of men. And I'm, this this honestly gets a little bit to, into specialist territory. I think there's some crossover here um, in that, like, your weapon can have a bunch of wacky rules to it. But mm-hmm. that's kind of like the weapon thing. And then, uh, M, can you explain what specialist is? So specialist is, um, <laughs> I think Henry wrote, making it's consistent rules. Exactly whatever it has to be in that um, situation. It's it's so you um, d- different people are different kinds of, of of specialists. Um, the main one that comes to mind, which is so rule of cool, but also is cool, so we'll allow it, is that um, Kurapika, who is one of the uh, conjuration people and is one of Gon's friends, and also one of Gon's friends yeah. from the exam arc. Uh, is um, <laughs> a type of deuteragonist y'all did not mention, which is the one whose whole family died. 
His clan was hunted because when they get emotional, their eyes turn a beautiful scarlet, and it's considered one of the most beautiful colors in the world. Just like the Uchi. Hunter Hunter did do it first. Um, Magical eyes. But so uh, when Kurofika's eyes turn red, he turns into a specialist and he can control all the types. Because he can. Oh, yeah. the- also, all sorts of weird ways that you can change your own Nen. You can come up with conditions where you can only use a power at a certain time and yeah. you're able to like yeah, so, exponentially so increase your power. Let's way. dive into that just a little more after we kind of like recap the different types of Nen. And so how they lay it out is in this beautiful, simple system of just like six points uh, in a hexagon. And... Um, one end being like uh, all of the Nen kind of are laid out in a way that like relates to each other. So like enhancement is closer to like emission uh, than like um, it is to specialist. And the idea being that you could master whatever your initial Nen is. And then as you get further and further away from it on kind of the diagram, you get less and less good until the thing on the complete opposite end, you could probably not do it all. Um, yeah. And so the types again were enhancement, make things stronger, emission, my Nen is going away. Um, from my body is like a weapon, uh, transmutation, Nen gains a new attribute, so lightning Nen, stretchy Nen, manipulation, so manipulating objects with your Nen, conjuration, making your Nen into a thing to fight with, and then specialist. <laughs> Whatever it has to be. It's yeah, this- yeah, yeah. Is it a cool power? Let's do it. It's, yeah, there's it's- a great quote that I, I found from a review of, of, I think specifically the new Hunter Hunter series, not the, the manga or anything. Um, and, and they said over and over, Togashi invents some little closed system or rule just so the heroes can break them. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I think that what makes this my favorite system is the the diegetics of how it's incorporated. And so Hal, I think that this is something you're actually really going to appreciate because Henry mentioned this before. Um you you are born with the ability to use Nan, but you need to like train your ass off to like learn all of the skills. And there's like a ton of ways layered really beautifully and naturally that like help you understand and get there. But the way that you choose how your Nen manifests, it's your choice. It's your choice. And so like the, the people there get to say like, and, and you see these kids and it totally brings to mind like when I was a young kid imagining like what type of like hero I would be and abilities I would have when I was like fake fighting with people and Gon just literally chooses um the <laughs> like he, how he makes his punch stronger is he's just like, I love playing rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> and so he just like is like rock, paper, scissors, rock. <laughs> and it becomes a super punch. It becomes a super punch. And, and then he uh, uses different techniques for like, he, he does a paper, which is an emitter and, and yeah. um, scissors, scissors I, like, transmutation probably. Yeah. on his hand and you do a slash. Yeah, which for your little like goat meal brained like <laughs> dumb boy is like perfectly makes sense. It really However, does. Kilua being raised by assassins is like I want to strike really quickly. My Nen is going to take the form of lightning. I'm going to practice to see how I can make this happen. It's going to be like my specialization. I want to move like bursts of lightning, send it out, create a cage yeah. of it. And like he uses yo-yos with lightning at one point, metal yeah. yo-yos which conduct lightning. Oh yeah. This is a detail we haven't mentioned about Kilua, which is my favorite thing is that he's like a little nineties skater punk. <laughs> he's got a little skateboard. He uses yo-yos. Yeah. He wears a, a long sleeve t-shirt under a short 
short sleeve t-shirt yeah. it's great if, if it was 10 years later he would have totally fall with you know that like little ball you could like move and slide around your hand and Fushigi? arm and do tricks with fushigi i think that's yeah, the yeah, name it would have been one of those <laughs> um, um and so um yeah, the, the but the thing that brings it all together besides choosing your own thing is how you modify it and place constraints on it. Mm-hmm. And this that's what makes it my favorite fighting system. So um, who, who wants to talk a little bit about that? Because I'll shit myself. <laughs> I actually think a great way to explain the width and breadth of power abilities is to play my game. Is it Nen or did I make it up? <laughs> okay, fantastic. So, in front of us, uh, I have a list of some very real and strange Nen abilities from the actual show, and then some nonsense that I made up for fun and goofs and for a good time. Uh, would you care to play Hal? Okay, yeah, the fuck it. Yes let's do it. Let's, let's just do it. <laughs> He's very stabby. You got my attention now. When we're talking about rock, paper, scissors, and 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 punchy punch, and lightning blade, and and uh, fucking Masenko, uh, I'm down. Alrighty. <laughs> Nen power number one, Fleetum. An ant that looks like an octopus can turn one of its tentacles into a rifle that shoots giant bullet-sized fleas. Fake. Fuck it. And wrong. That's a real thing. That's stupid. The ants turn into octopus. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> Shut up. It's the real deal, baby. <laughs> Next one. Buddha blood. After filling it with Nen, their blood gains the ability to relieve stress or put you into a coma if it gets on your skin. Fake. That's correct. It is fake. Number three. Yeah, that's Big right. bang breath. A scream so loud it liquefies your enemy's brain. Mmm, fake. Fake name. Real power. Okay. Mm. So I'll work, I'll give it I'll give it to you, man. I'll give it to you. Yeah, that sounds weird that it would only liquefy your brain but not hurt the rest of your body. It's just so loud. It just That's interesting. Missile man, summon a lie seeking missile that gives you brain worms. Okay, yeah, I'll say that's true. That is that's real. How we're winning you over. Next one, sneak smith, a punch that if it hits you, it makes you completely silent for 75 seconds. Fake. Fake. Whoa, you're you're doing pretty good, man. Foreman can turn their hands and feet into assorted construction equipment. Real. That's fake. <laughs> Damn, that one sounded good. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Blinky. Uh, this person summons a sentient vacuum cleaner with teeth named Blinky that can eat anything that isn't alive. Fake. That's a fucking Pac-Man ghost. (laughs) That's real, baby. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Great haiku. Whatever haiku they write becomes real, but only if it's actually a good haiku. Fake. Magical aesthetician summons a masseuse named Cookie, whose Nen turns into lotion and can magically revitalize skin, relieve muscle tension, and burn off excess fat. Fake. You guys suck, man. Damn. <laughs> All right, you're at four well, and four right now. I'm you're doing rock, paper, right scissors. Now. I'm going to choose rock every time. <laughs> <laughs> Punch Boy Supreme. Ironically, a kickboxer is able to greatly enhance his punching strength if they're standing on one foot. Right, I'm going to say that's fake. That one's fake. Ah, you got me. Nice. Ripper Cyclotron. 
this combatant winds up their arm like a windmill, so their punches can do extra damage. I'm gonna. I think that's a Yu-Gi-Oh card, but I'm gonna say that's fake. <laughs> nope, that's real. God it's damn like it. full Henry Cavill like reloading his punches in that oh, one head Mission Impossible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the f- all right, and this is the last one. The final Aerosmith. one. conjure a miniature fighter jet that tracks carbon dioxide. Pretty sure that's a JoJo's power, but also <laughs> that's fake. <laughs> you got me. Nobody would catch you with that one. Never. I'll never How betray JoJo's. Okay, so I believe that. Let me just make sure I, I have all things. Four wrong. That ain't half bad. I think, guys. I think we're winning him over. I think we are winning over, and the, no, the score I have is no. seven and five in terms of like I if you guessed you, right. So no. good you job. Got most of them right. I think yeah. you're becoming a fan. I think he is the one like Thunder Lover. <laughs> but don't you see how like different these powers can be? I like the ones that you got wrong were usually the real ones. They're just so weird and unique and different and strange and creative. It's all good stuff. All right, just keep it going. And so what I think is so um, great about this is that in JoJo's, like, it's creative and it's wacky, but it's bizarre. But in this, like, everything has a core element of, like, why did this person choose to manifest their powers in this way? Why did they choose to discover these things? And you could learn new techniques, but it's by, like, deliberately being like, how do I make my Nen do this thing? And so... um, the important thing about like what makes you stronger or worse here is the constraints and so this is what for me brings the whole system together because you have your nen and it's like okay yeah that's cool it's great but you know how is that different than like uh regular like life force fighting and any of these other combat animes and then you have the level of like oh well there's the kind of like chart of ways it manifests like deliberate like rules for who can become good at what who can learn what and it like oh it's a little more solid and that's great but what brings it up to like a S tier thing for me is the fact that the way you make your ability stronger is by imposing constraints on yourself. And so saying like, I will only use this ability under X circumstances where the more severe and specific X is, the stronger the ability becomes. So like, um, Henry, since you're like a a big Hunter Hunter homie, explain, Mm -hmm. um, explain Kurapika's, um, chain thing in his relationship with the, the phantom gang the phantom right. thieves shit wait troop all right um so as emily mentioned karapika is a part of this clan where when they're experiencing intense emotion their eyes glow red and so he sets up the stipulation that whenever his eyes glow red his powers increase tenfold and normally he controls these chains that he has on his arm to like float around, wrap people up and control them. But he has a secret special technique, his ultimate move, which he can only use the stipulation he has given himself. He can only use this extremely powerful technique on this specific group of criminals. He can only use his strongest powers when he's fighting the people he hates the most. Because they're the and ones so who killed his clan. I mean, we did not establish the ones that. that so. We didn't want to spoil Sasuke. it. But yes, the people that he created this Sasuke technique that he can only use to gain his vengeance. And it's like 10, 20, 100 times stronger than what his normal attacks are because it has this incredibly specific 
rule and limitation to it. Yeah, so there's that like willpower element, but they take the second level and they make it like, well, you can't just pull it out of your ass whenever you want it hard enough. You need to like design and like forge it to be specifically a tool of your will and vengeance in this circumstance. Or train for normal, Normally, Karapika is like a mid-level fighter. He's stronger than like your average guy, but he's not like going to punch a hole in a mountain. But when he's fighting these particular criminals that he's trying to get vengeance on he becomes god tier he becomes nearly unstoppable and all of his things like will will um take on a another level where he'll lay lay even more constraints like finally after he beats somebody who he has no right beating um the the way that he goes about it is he shoots a chain into his chest wraps it around his heart Mm -hmm. and layers a new condition on saying like um what is it if you tell a lie you're i will fuck your heart up if you um if you refuse to answer the questions your your heart will get fucked and so then you could even like kind of like layer those constraints on somebody else Uh, a later villain um has almost like a tag your it style ability where like he um can tag you but Oh, 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 okay. I'm, I'm, I'm happening on something here. Are you talking about APR? I tried so hard to put that into the game, but the power is too complicated. <laughs> it I is. I couldn't like make a one sentence description. Yeah. So, so APR is something where APR in the real world is short for like your, your kind of like annual accrued like interest rates on like your credit cards, <laughs> and they kind of do that with like uh, one dude who's who's um, dressed like a, a Japanese yonki, which is uh, like someone with like old like tunnel snake style like you know a turn of the century american like hey um but his his ability apr is like he touches you and then at that point it's just a time game where like you um he starts sapping your ability but in a way where it's like accruing interest like a credit card where like Mm -hmm. every you know x amount of time you've accrued interest you've accrued interest you've accrued interest and then at a certain point once you go like bankrupt power wise your shit is fucking done but it's only because he added like the apr becomes irs <laughs> That's the type of show we're working with these days. All the big brain level of stuff we're talking about, but it only yeah. can be that strong because he layers a time constraint on it, because he layers um, uh, uh, specific um, rules out, and then a common thing that I hate about anime is when two people come up to each other and, uh, like, a big part in JoJo is it's uh, JoJo's is like a, a a game of information where the reason one person can take on like the five protagonists is because they don't know what the fuck the guy is doing like he has an ability that nobody understands right um but in hunter hunter the thing is oftentimes people will explain their abilities not always but sometimes they will explain their abilities and that's because as a condition they will add on my enemy will need to know how this works as an added condition yeah there's a, a character named the bomber who appears yes. in the Greed Island arc, who has so many conditions. For, he, he has one power, which is like, it's pretty good, but it's it's kind of middling, um, called like Fireflower or something like that, um, yeah. where he can just like, it's full Bakugo. He just shoots explosions out of his hands. Um, but, but that came after. Um, yeah. and But for his, his big power, which is where he can set a, a time bomb on you that will explode. Oh, like Killer Queen. In JoJo's Part Four, I haven't Can seen I Part him? Four. Can I? Let me rephrase. What I mean is, JoJo's Part Four got this from the bomber. 
Mm, maybe, 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 maybe. But who knows? Who knows if there's a shared interest they both or a shared uh, influence they both have? So, 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 so anyway, can explain the bomber's fishy. constraint. So, so his constraint is first he has to touch you and say a key word, okay. which is the word the bomber. Ooh. Um, and then he has to explain his power to you, how it works, including how to stop it. Yes. Ooh. And then the bomb sets. And the way to stop it is you have to touch him and say, I caught the bomber, which is where his fire hands come in handy because then he can stop you from doing that. But he has to explain everything out to you in order to even set the bomb. And if you hear it from someone else, it doesn't count. So you can already know how to counter it before you ever meet him. Yeah. And so all of these are just brilliant, brilliant layers there that just... um, diegetically add that layer of just like why are they behaving like this why is this happening and it makes such beautiful perfect sense uh and the bomber will like be sly and like touch you and be like oh yeah the bomber that guy sucks stay away from him and you know like we'll we'll set him all up that way um but so uh henry i guess what are what are your big feelings on, on this power system any particular favorites and like how this functions i just love seeing every new strange possible thing that comes up it always feels surprising and fresh and new yeah like um there's a character who can turn invisible as long as he holds his <gasps> breath yep. and that's like that's a totally reasonable thing but then where it becomes even better is seeing how the author incorporates that with the rest of the conflict going on around it it doesn't it isn't just about this one character doing this one thing it's about how it affects the greater story going on around it and the his allies and his enemies and all that thing everything touches everything else absolutely fun and exciting way Absolutely. So on, on that topic of kind of the, the, the broader themes of Hunter Hunter, as we've kind of del- dove into some of the specifics, we're going to flash to some of the big elements, themes and tropes of Hunter Hunter. I know exactly how um, cliched it's going to sound, but it really is a show about the power of friendship. Uh, Gon and Kilua have never had a best friend like they do now, and they support each other, and when they go through hard times, they're always there for their friend, and they make each other better people in the process. Yeah. It's not just, I believe in the power of friendship, and lo and behold, the power of friendship is there for me. You actually see this friendship build and see how they're good for each other in different ways. Yeah. And they start out so young and full of such youthful energy that it really is like two kids becoming best friends in mm-hmm. a way that's like really appealing. That's how we used to be, Pax. It is. And, and we'll get there again, man, when you watch Hunter Hunter. We'll it's see. really simple. Is you just got to do one thing, and we're all friends again. We're just just asking you, man. We're just asking you as as friends. We're asking and making you do this. <laughs> so, um, my my favorite themes and and and, and the, the tropes of Hunter Hunter. Um, 
we haven't even talked about Hisika, I think. Um, oh, but whoa. but let me let me use Hisika as an example of uh, why the show is not afraid to be dark. But unlike other shows, it really doesn't revel and like um, do the Shark Boy and Lava Girl look at this thing <laughs> to the camera with like its dark themes. <laughs> um, I'm pulling out like all the weird the weird analogies oh, today. God, um, so Hisoka is like the um, the main kind of I wouldn't say main villain. He's like a, a figure of opposition, if anything. Mm-hmm. So Hisoka is kind of a member of the Phantom Troop. It's complicated, but he is a fu- if there's one thing kids hate, it's clowns. And so Hisoka <laughs> is a clown man and he is a man with like um, uh, uh, card symbols uh, uh, tattooed on his face and like pale clown makeup and like uh, long red hair. And he has a very sort of like Maximilian Pegasus vibe to him about the way he goes he's about the things. the world's most sexual clown. The world's yeah. horniest no, and, clown. And, and here's the thing, he's a horny clown in that like, he he basically starts power. grooming Gone. He starts yep. grooming Gone in a way where it's like, ah yes, here's this little boy who one day could challenge me and make me feel the thrill of the fight again as I kill him and rip his tongue from his mouth. And like, here's the thing, like, he goes like way beyond what's acceptable here, but it's not like way, way, way beyond it where it's like, oh, here's the disposable villain monologue. He's just like a creepy, horny clown who gets off on the idea of death. Mm-hmm. Like, and yet they. And all of his actions tie back to that and are informed and resulted because of that element of his character. Yeah, and he's also not just that because he legitimately starts to form like a friendship with Gon and, and uh, Kilua. <laughs> it's so weird. And like, there's the, the the kind of like common through line of just like, no, you can't be the one to kill him. I will eventually. Yep. And um, he has his, his ability is bungee gum, which he is like stretchy man <sighs> and does all sorts of like evil tricks with it. And sticky and, as well. So yeah, funny. yeah, he's a weird sticky evil clown man. <laughs> so but um, like his motivations are all over the place and he lives his own life mm-hmm. like when they meet up with him in the the hunter island arc he's doing a completely separate thing and he's just like kind of jazzed to see them again and whenever he shows up there's generally like different reasons and yet um em, you had mentioned how like uh Gon um kind of has like a firm moral thing and like will like not let people kind of go do like um this wild evil shit in front of him and forgive them that easily mm-hmm. and um, he's like kind of the exception. Like he's a yeah. serial killing clown man who just will talk about like, ah, oh, yes, my pee so hard for death. <laughs> and, um, well, that's, that's what's such an interesting aspect of that is that in, in Greed Island is actually, that arc is like the exception because at the end of it, Gon does forgive like the main villain of that arc. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's like, why does he bother to do that? And it, it comes down to that everyone who went into this game knew what they were getting into. Yeah. Hisoka only goes after those who are powerful enough for him to fight. Like it's, there's this idea of acceptance of death and acceptance of violence only where it's warranted. Yeah. It's a very might makes right type of world. Yeah, a little bit. Like, it's not yeah. that Gon want, doesn't want to stop Hisoka. It's just that he's not strong enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think the way I divide yeah. Gon and Kilua is, like, Gon is... Or Kilua is, like, a good person who has kind of, like, learned how, doing bad things. Mm-hmm. And Gon is kind of a 
bad person who's like learns to do good things. And I think that that kind of um, that 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 raising environment kind of gets flipped towards the end. And I think that the thing that I won't completely spoil here, because there's no um, at this in this series, there is never a reveal that's like, aha, this place has been like evil the whole time. And it's like directly opposed to the good people because there's not good people. It is a world of gray. And I remember it kept uh, eating away at me the fact that like, um, what, what's the name of the, the head of the Hunter Association? Um, Netero. That Netero. Isaac Netero. Yeah, that Netero. Yeah, Isaac. Isaac Netero. <laughs> you see how it even has an Isaac, just like Castlevania. Oh, I um, love Isaac. <laughs> we all love Isaac. We stand Isaac in this household. Um, oh but so Netero is um, uh, strange in in his kind of uh, uh, presentation and relationship to power. And you get the sense that like there's something not quite right there in the way that he just really approaches. Like he's genuinely okay if all the hunters die. He's genuinely okay if someone gets murdered during the hunter exam. He's just like. Well, I guess you'll have to come back next year. And um, the whole organization of it doesn't make a ton of sense if you're approaching it from like, these are purely good people. Because also what they are are like paid hitmen. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, go take out these things that we're identifying as threats. Go take out this thing we're identifying as threats. But um, it's essentially... Yeah, they're not like a hero. They're not a hero society. They're just a society of powerful people. Yeah. Yeah, and they're all... It's not hero, hero. It's hunter, hunter. Yes. Yes! Oh! Whoa! That is such... Dude, that is such a good take. And the idea of these hunters as being, by their nature, predatory. Like, mm. by their nature, mm -hmm. they are predators and um everybody shares the same trait as like gone's fucking dad in that like it takes a degree of narcissism and self-conceit to be like i'm going to abandon all my ties to live this life of like pure luxury get this hunter degree and then do whatever i want because you then yep. get treated as like basically like an approved vigilante in this world to go do your shit once you get your hunter's license it's like you're on easy street once you get it and um it it just kind of culminates at the end of the series where there is not a full like mask off moment is what I'm going to say, because when the big reveals with like Netero come and the Hunter Association come in the Chimera Ant arc, which is our favorite arc, it's not a reveal because it's there the entire time. Mm -hmm. It's there the entire time. And this show does not have big like, whoa, 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 reveals. It's just like you as a watcher, you're like, yeah. I guess I wanted this to be different than it always has been. I guess I was the one who wanted this to be a story about heroes. I was the one who wanted this to end well, who wanted this character to live. And the entire time, maybe I was just seeing what I wanted to see instead of who these people are, mm -hmm. which is why a lot of times the second viewing of this is even better than the first. Yeah. That's why the kind You hear that, Hal? You have to watch this show twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you finish the show, I'm going to tie you up again and make you watch it all over again. Yeah, absolutely, it, it, this, absolutely. This show so. just balances the dark and light so well. Like, like yeah. it even every arc has both dark and light in it. But then, mm -hmm. like, it will flip flop between like the hunter exam, which is relatively lighthearted, then to uh, saving Kilowa from his abusive family, to the Heaven's Arena arc, to the Phantom Troop. Like, it it each has elements of dark and light, but it really flip-flops between, like, something that is growing towards a light place and then something that is growing towards a dark place. And whether or not it ends up there, we don't know, but we yeah. know that that is what it feels like it's building to. 
Yeah. And every arc and progression feels justified based on what we know about the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Witcher of the Shonen world in terms of its morality system. Oh it's like the God. Witcher plus Mike Tyson's Mystery Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Which all came uh, after. <laughs> Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. What the Witcher this is this is clearly the biggest influence on Mike Tyson's mystery. <laughs> uh, Hal, any questions kind of about like what we've discussed so far, things in the show that you're still wondering about? I'm going to be honest, guys. You've done a pretty good job explaining it. Oh, damn. Awesome, man. Awesome. And I think that maybe once I get up from this chair and my legs heal. No, 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 no! You can watch while you're sitting down. You can watch while you're sitting down. We'll, we'll, we'll we could cart you out of here. But um, the the kind of um tough news to break to you. Sorry to use the word break, considering what's going on <laughs> below the waist there, buddy. I but, appreciate uh, that. My bad. Um, is the fact that you'll start to fall in love with this show, and you will not ever get to finish it. You will not ever get to finish it. And can y'all explain why that is? So. The Hunter Hunter manga is still being produced. There's still new chapters being written and drawn kind of infrequently due to the author's uh, chronic back pain. And so, again, just like in the first series, they the first uh, anime adaptation, they made an anime out of all of Hunter Hunter that existed at that point. And to kind of spoil the end of the uh, the 2011 anime, the last episode reveals something called the Dark Continent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the series ends. Yeah. You never get to see what that is. Yep. And even the people that are reading the manga haven't really seen what happens. Yeah. So you, you, you basically discover that like the world and it's actually anyone who knows Toriko, it's the same thing that they did where they reveal, Oh, Hey, this thing that you thought was the world is basically like a, a almost like a larger than average, like Island. Like, yeah, it seems like a continent to you, but it's cause you're surrounded in a like gigantic lake that you think is an ocean of this whole other surrounding landmass. Like all those magical creatures, that's where they came from. All mm-hmm. the evilest, most powerful stuff. That's like stuff that just happened to like go for a swim from the dark continent. And it's this amazing thing. But in the manga, they're they're do, they're in like an arc that's like an expedition to the dark continent. And you discover all sorts of cool stuff there. And it's not exactly a spoiler to say that, you know, it's out there, but they will never. And I'll say this now. They'll never get to finish it. You know, and so whether we're talking about this or Berserk or like <laughs> Game of Thrones, even, you know, in terms of the books, a lot of readers there. What do you make of a show that's never been finished? How do you as fans kind of like come to terms with this thing that you love so dearly that you're never going to get a, a resolution for things that do have flaws? I think one thing that's that's interesting is that like there are a ton of anime based off of various manga that don't end where the manga ends. They yeah. they end at like a decent ending place somewhere in it, and then it's like now go read the manga and and so mm-hmm. for me I I kind of treat Hunter Hunter like that because even if the manga does eventually get fully finished and reach the the full end that that he wants the 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 chances that it's going to be adapted into the anime are so slim yeah. Because it's been so long and there are so many other projects that people are working on now and and stuff like that. And so it's just – it's for me, 
that culmination of, of where they reach is still a satisfying enough end where I'm able to put it away and say that is what it is. Yeah. And, and like it's it's reached because because you do get to see like Gon finds his dad. It's the first like he achieves his goal, the goal that was set up at the very beginning of the series. If they had to end the series before the actual end of the story as the author was writing it, I think reaching the end of that goal, having him succeed, I accept it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it even is a goal, though, because when he finds it, it's like when Finn finds his dad in Adventure Time, where it's like, oh, my dad, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's fine. But like, I mean, it was always the adventure that he had along the way uh, for, for <laughs> Hunter Hunter. Um, but I think that it's really just the themes and messages that come up. I mean, what happens with like Miriam and the Chimera Ant arc? I think right. that... This is just a show full of like big, beautiful aesthetic lessons and thinking about like the parasocial relationship I have with the mangaka who draws this is like very strange because, you know, I loved Yu Yu Hakusho and he kind of came out with like, you know, a manifesto on failure at the end of it being like, yeah. I failed. But even now he's still like taking a George R. R. Martin approach of just like, I'll finish this sometime. I swear, well, you he, know, even if I die, like, I'll, 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 or, or, like if I die, I'll still be trying to finish it. And that's kind of a sad thing. Right. You know, I, I wouldn't mind if he's just like, sorry, done. That's where it ends. You can even see the effects on it consistently throughout the manga because he will consistently release weekly pa- weekly chapters and weekly pages that are a little more sketch and a little less yeah. line art. And he'll go, I'm sorry, it will look better in the volume and uh, then it will. Yeah. And it's just, he yeah. pushes himself so hard. He does so, so much for this. And it, it's like you're talking about like that parasocial relationship of like, I don't know you. But I would still rather you take care of yourself than push yourself to the point of debilitating pain just to get this story out, even though we love it so much. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hal, do you have any kind of like parasocial artist relationships that you can think of in that same vein (laughs) or things that like you know of that um, are are still kind of like ongoing that your heart kind of cries out for? Mm. There is one. And this is going to sound silly. No, but hear it. me out. There are a lot of people who feel the same way. Foster's home for imaginary friends. <laughs> First of we all, we need a movie. Fuck yeah, Three there is a movie. movie. But oh, there is a movie. Oh, there is a movie. <laughs> yeah, there is a movie. It's like Next one long episode, episode, basically. The Foster's home yeah. for imaginary friends movie. Does that That's count? My favorite. <laughs> one thing. <laughs> all right, go ahead, man. One thing that broke my heart when it ended. And then they they said it was going to end, but Mm -hmm. they were fighting as long as they could to keep it going. Was the Dragon Ball Z abridged by Team Four Star? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, explain, explain. How did it stop? So for years, Team Four Star was creating the Dragon Ball Z abridged series, and they were following the canon storyline of Dragon Ball Z, as well as multiple um, of the independent movies that were not canon. They Mm. even dubbed those, and I thought that they were expertly done and they finish the so like they get up to the cell saga right which is my favorite arc of of dragon ball z and then they just stop they just stop they never explain why they stop it's like the fight before like right before gohan fights cell they just stop and like they don't explain why and then a year later they come back and they finish the cell saga and then they come out with a statement saying, Hey everybody, we're done. 
Funimation and Akira Toriyama, they they can't stand for us uh, making these abridged versions anymore. They've been messaging us and emailing us and being like, stop or we're going to sue you. And uh. we don't want to do that. So we have to stop doing Dragon Ball Z abridged. Thank you so much for all the support, but we can't do it anymore. That's, That's hard rough. stuff, man. I hope they come back and I know what we're trying to do in relation to Dragon Ball Abridged. So here's hoping that that pans out. But um, yeah. And so as we're kind of left with this um, sense with Hunter Hunter of the fact that it might not ever be finished, it really is the big lessons, I think, and the the, the stories that I, I really am left with, like seeing um, Gon's dark evolution. You know, he starts as this bright eyed person. Um, but you realize that despite his good intentions, he, he doesn't know what is good, what is bad, who to trust, who not, and just his evolution is he, he loses more and more and he loses his way through his own choice. And he realizes that he's, you know, hurting the friends around him and that he thought he was loving his friends, but all he was really doing was hurting them. And... Hal, I'm so sorry I'm realizing that that's what I've been doing to you. And it, it's not fair, and, and this this wasn't right. I'm I'm gonna untie him. What? What? I'm gonna I'm gonna but, untie but, but, no. but my good rope! It's it's okay guys. I'm sorry I I'm sorry I roped you guys into this. This was my idea, Hal. I'm so sorry. Will you watch Hunter Hunter? You know what? I will. But Pax, you could have just told me this in the first place. I know. I know. I should have used my words like Karapika instead of my rock fist like Gone. But now I know. And now I'm going to watch it. Thank you, brother. I I love doing this podcast with you, you know? This is the highlight of my week. And the fact that I resorted to this, and please don't blame Emily and Henry for this. They're they're amazing guests. I I love having them on. And I'm sorry uh, that I I used a returning guest to gain your trust and a a new guest to break your kneecaps. Yeah, well, you know, I'll I'll admit, you guys, uh, the both of you had a really, really amazing information. Really, really great give and take on this episode. And... You know, Thanks. the sucker punch, Henry, that was excellently placed. And, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Emily, I gotta admit, you have a mean swing with that bat. I like to have a profound impact both on the media and the people I'm making the media with. Yeah, so, so again, thank you for coming on. And, um, you know, maybe once my legs uh, heal, we'll be able to have you back on again. Absolutely. Thank Can't you. wait. Thank, thank you guys, guys for coming on. Hell, I, I know after everything that I've asked of you, I... <sighs> I have no right to ask more, but if you could find it in your heart to forgive me, maybe, maybe you could do the outro? It'd be my pleasure. Really? You got it, man. Yes, absolutely. The Brotakus are back. Oh, we've reconciled. Brotakus forever. Yeah. Brotakus 100 years. Bok, 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 bok. Everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or review us on your favorite podcasting app. It really does make a difference, and every review counts. We'll make sure to give you a shout-out on the air to show our appreciation. All right, I'm Hal. And I'm Pax. And, and we're, we're the, the Bro-Takus. Bro-Takus. <laughs>
<laughs> See you next week, guys. See you guys. guys next week. Love you guys. Love you too. We did it. Oh. <laughs> we did it. We really did it. Holy shit. What a journey. <laughs>